Welcome to Sisto Says, New York City from the ground up. I'm here to start our very first episode, and I'm joined by Francis Volpe of Why Not You Media. How's it going today, Sis? It's, I'm excited. I'm yeah. really excited. Uh, long time coming, a lot of hard work to get here to start the podcast, and uh, looking forward to bringing information about New York City construction, development, code and zoning laws. Um, so uh, exciting. Super exciting, to be honest with you. Well, so, so I got to say, I'm very, I was very uh, happy to hear when you said that you wanted me to come on the podcast and help you put together this first episode. But this is about you, oh. right? This is about you. Um, you know, just to give people a little background, you came to us, you were like, we got to start doing something different. We got to spice up this industry. Absolutely. And you have such a great personality, you're personable, your network is vast. And immediately it was podcast. It yes. Was, it was perfect. It was perfect. But give people that don't know you, that do know you, mm -hmm. a little insight. Like, we're in this beautiful building here. You know, your building for your company. Yeah. Talk about it. How this got started. So, it started a long time ago. You know, I was a, a young kid in Astoria, Queens. And I, I always wanted to be an architect. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I was fortunate enough to have a really dear friend who was an architect in New York City, practicing, uh, went to Cooper Union at night, which is one of the elite architectural schools in New York City, actually in the world. And he became my mentor. And uh, he, he helped navigate through my Italian family where I could and couldn't go to school and opened up uh, their eyes to not being so conservative and allowing me to go to Brooklyn Tech, uh, to go to City College, uh, which was uncomfortable for them. You know, they wanted me to be in the neighborhood. They didn't like, you know, me traveling on the train to Brooklyn. Uh, but Joe was a very positive person in my life, and he guided me through all of those places. And uh, the story about how design started was I actually was a junior in college in 1986, and I was working for a plumbing company, and I was a draftsman. I was you know, doing some drawings here and there. And one day, my, uh, my mentor, Joe Simmons, called me up and said, hey, sis, I, I need a favor. I said, Joe, whatever, whatever you need, you know, I, you, you're like a dad to me. Whatever you need, I'll yeah. do it for you. So he said, well, I need a permit. Can you, can you go to the Queens Building Department and get me a permit? I was like whatever you need. So I leave Queens. I get on the train. I go to the West End of Manhattan. I get there. He give, tells me what to do. He gives me this folder with a whole bunch of paperwork in it. And he says, okay, get on the train and go down to where the Queens courts are on Queens Boulevard in Kew Gardens. Of course, too dumb to know what I was getting myself into, right? Fran, I, okay, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. Young no kid, problem. you know, yeah. right behind the ears. Why well, not? My 19 years old. Yeah. So I go down there and I get to the building apartment and I'm completely lost. And I get up there and there is just complete chaos. The, the only thing that I could relate to was like being at Motor Vehicle when you first got your driver's license and you get there, there's a million people running around, yeah. Yeah. there's lines, everybody's uncomfortable, everybody's, nobody's happy, the whole world is mad. Yeah. And uh, I get there and I wait online and I go to the first person I see and said, listen, you know, my boss sent me down here, I need to get a permit. And this, this, this wonderful lady says, well, you have to wait on this line. So I wait on the line. Line of a thousand people. Exactly. <laughs> and no one's happy. Everybody's unhappy. They don't want to be there. Of course. You know, and they, they, they don't want to deal with the bureaucracy of mm -hmm. New York City. 
Um, but yet there's a place that, you know, New York City requires that you have permits and you have laws to protect people, to protect the people that live in the building. So all of those things are actually incredibly important to living in New York City and thriving in New York City. So I wait online, I get to the window, and there's this very happy person who says, how can I help you? And I said, miss, I have no clue what I'm doing. It's the very first time I'm here. I don't know how to get a permit. I, but if I don't go back with this permit, my boss is going to be really mad at me. And this woman pol politely smiled and said, I can help you. And wow. she was, she literally created part of my company at that very moment. And, and it starts with goodness in people. Yeah. It starts with goodness in people. Because if that woman, 20, 36 years ago, in my 20s, mm -hmm. late, 20, or late teens, early 20s, would have been very uncomfortable to me, I probably wouldn't be in this business. So it, part of goodness comes other things. And, and I, I proceeded to get the permit. And the best part of the story is I get I get out of there in a few hours and I drive back up, get back on the train, I go back to Manhattan and I go see Joe. And the first thing he says to me is, what are you doing back here so soon? I said, no, everything went great. I, I got your permit. He goes, no way. I said, yeah, I got your permit. He goes, that's impossible. The guy I use usually has to go like three or four times and I have to make up a story to my client why we can't get the permit. Oh my so gosh. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. So. I give him the permit, and I can remember it clear as day. He worked out of his home, and he had a, he had a big door, like all old-time architects with, with little, uh, you know, with some stands on the end. And he, he wrote me a check, and it was 1986. And I grabbed the check, I put it in my pocket, and I left. And I had to go back up to, you know, to, to school at City College, so I was going to take the train up uptown. And when I got to the train, I pulled the check out of my pocket, and he wrote me a check for $250. And I stopped for a second. I said, wait a second, I got to go back upstairs. So I go to the doorman. I run up the stairs. And I see Joe. I'm like, Joe, you must have made a mistake. He gave me $250. He goes, no, no, that's what the other guy charges. So I go, Joe, hold on a minute. Pour me a cup of coffee and give me one of those camel cigarettes with no filters because that's what he smoked. He goes, why? What's up? I said, I got to ask you a question. The person behind me had six of these. Did he just make like $1,500? He goes, oh, absolutely. I said, Joe, thank you. I know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Wow. So that one moment just Created, your, created Cisto. Created Cisto, created Design 2147, created, created energy, created energy because I always felt that part of, part of what I wanted to be was I wanted to be able to walk through Manhattan and say, I was part of this skyline. I was part of what New York City looks like today. So for the last 36 years, we have touched projects throughout New York City, Brooklyn, Queens, mm -hmm. Staten Island, uh, the Bronx. And we have been an integral part of what New York City looks like by filing the plans, getting the approvals, allowing people to get their certificate of, of occupancies mm -hmm. to move into their buildings. So that was the point. But 
I started this idea and now I had to implement it. Mm-hmm. And, and implementing comes from what you're really good at, which is meeting people, networking. Yeah. And I think that that is where a business is always starts because you could be the smartest person in the world. Uh, you could have the greatest idea, but if you can't reach people and if you can't connect with people, it doesn't work. And, and, and I've been very fortunate in my life that God gave me the gift of gab. So yeah. I can talk to anybody anywhere about pretty much a lot of topics. And I went back to where I was working as a draftsman and I started calling these large general contractors and telling them that I was going to go into the expediting business. And I went back to college and I recruited a couple of friends and we started the company and we started with some small projects and small ideas. And then as time went on, the business kept getting bigger and bigger. And a few years later, I was a good student. I was like a three, four student. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had the gift of gab, but I didn't have the gift of uh, writing. Okay. It wasn't my strong point. Uh, reading, law, and things like that. So I went to uh, a friend of mine from high school and a childhood friend, Dominic Shinko and Sergio Giano. They were one and two in high school of 1,500 kids. Wow. Uh, they were top of their class in architecture. They were a few years older than me. And I said, I may not be the smartest guy, but I'm going to recruit two of the smartest guys I know. Hey, that's the smart thing to do. <laughs> right. So uh, lo and behold, we're 36 years in. Uh, we have been together the entire time. So Dominic and Sergio and I have been running design and doing this for for almost... Uh, it's it's you've been doing it longer than I've been alive. That's right, <laughs> and, and and it's it's honestly you hear a story like that, right? And obviously, there's probably more details and deeper things, but you hit on you know growing up with your family background, growing up in Queens and things like that. It'd be great for you to give some insight about how growing up there with your family dynamic, and I know if your father and everything was a great inspiration to you, but like how that molded you into you who you are today, because. You said to us off camera, there's a lot of guys that do what you do, right? There's a lot right. of companies, but something makes you different. And the thing that makes you different has to stem from how you were also raised. A hundred percent. I think that, you know, uh, value systems are uh, a big part of, that make us. Uh, my father was an Italian immigrant, came here, worked on a garbage truck like his brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their work ethic was second to none. They just didn't believe in failure. Mm-hmm. And when they failed, it motivated them to work harder. Yeah. You know, there's certain things that I believe in any business that hard work creates luck. I live my life every single day when I wake up believing that something good will happen. And that that good comes from making your own luck Mm -hmm. and making your own luck means to me meeting people believing in the value system of hard work family tradition and and i think that design has a lot of that because the three of us grew up in a very similar background and regardless on projects if we're you know we're out of revenue. We always, always finished our projects. Mm-hmm. We never went and stopped. And I think that's where it comes from that value system that my dad had 
uh, of no matter what, you have to work and you have to work harder and you have to work smarter. And uh, I believe that even today, times are tough after COVID. Oh, yeah. Working harder. You know, I'm, I just turned 58. And you and I had many conversations about this over the last several months. Yeah. Not easy to reinvent yourself as a person. No. Not easy to reinvent your company. COVID has created a lot, a lot of stress for a lot of people. That uh, has. Financially, uh, mental health is a big part of, you know, the stress that we feel every day. Um, but today, you know, the city has changed. It's evolved. You know, being here in New York City... For almost four decades of 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 watching this city grow and change, if you would have told me that Williamsburg would have been, you know, a little Gotham City, I would have said I, I could never see that. Yeah. But I was an integral part of that. You know, we filed a lot of buildings there. We saw the transformation. We saw the good and we saw the bad. Of course, you know, no, nothing nothing is uh, perfect. You know, and we see that transformation now into your neck of the woods. Yep. We see wherever there's a train line going into New Rochelle or Yonkers yep. or Mount Vernon, there's this fancy building getting built in these tons. neighborhoods. Tons oh, of them. It's, it's, it's insane. White Plains, New Rochelle, you know, Port Chester, everywhere, everywhere. things are being built. It, it's a constant, constant building of buildings. Exactly. So, you know, that's what I love about my my life in New York City mm -hmm. is that I could walk down the street and I could look around and say, wow, 18 years ago, we filed that new edition at Columbia University. Wow. Or, oh, oh, wow, you know, we, we worked on nine towers down on Delancey Street to revamp the entire fabric of a neighborhood. And we worked on it for years. You know, some of our approvals can take five, six years. Some ideas can take 20 years to get off the ground. You're legitimately a piece of history. Correct. That, like, that, that's really what you are. Like, you know, I, I didn't have the pleasure of driving around with you and Tony and Michael, but, you know, they told me they were like, everywhere, every building we drove by, sister was like, oh, we helped with that, we helped with that. Like, you have, you're legitimately an integral part of building what New York City has become in regards to just, you know, um, architecture. So you've become such an integral, integral part of New York City and these buildings and what you, like you're a piece of history. Yes. But something that you mentioned in the beginning that I think is super important for anyone watching this that's starting a business, in business, or whatever they're trying to do, you talked about relationships. Yes. And... I said it before, a lot of people do what you do, and you know, you have competitors. It's part of, of course, any business. Part of any business. Any business. But something that you have is a Rolodex of relationships. 100%. So you definitely have to dive into that about what that has done. Because you said, you know, you, your partners, you recruited some of the smartest guys, but you've gone out and built relationships with so many people. What is that? Just dive into that. I, I think that part of a lot a lot of young entrepreneurs that I speak to can't relate to their clients. It's about making the dollar, which is great. We all want to be successful. We all, you know, you're not doing what you do because you do it. You do it because you want to make some money. You know? And also and, you got to love it. And you got to love it. And, and, and I am a person that I love people. I love to hear their story. So 
one of the reasons why I'm excited about the podcast is to host it and listen to other people's stories about their feelings about what's going on in New York City. You know, the difficulties of building in New York City. However, the joy of building in New York City. So I believe that every person that I've met in my history here at Design has been someone who's shaped another relationship. That person gave me an idea. That person told me a story. That person gave me, you know, courage to go meet the next person. And then from there, meet the next person. So over the years, a lot of our customers have been with us for 35 years. That's insane. You know, and, 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 and if anyone knows anything about customer satisfaction, that's a very, very difficult thing. Now, have we lost customers? Of course, everybody does. Uh, have we gained new ones? Sure. Um, but that... That relationship goes beyond uh, just s service. You know, one of the things that I always pride myself on is that I am in sales. And being in sales means that you're never really on vacation. The phone rings, you pick it up, and you don't know where the next big job is going to come from. And uh, I am a true believer of, going back, that you need to make your own luck. And the way you make your own luck is meeting other people. Other people bring you luck. Yeah, we we live by something. I wouldn't say we live by something, but something that I truly believe is that you never know who you're going to meet that can change your life forever. Oh, perfect it's, example. How did I meet your team? Yeah. That's, I that's met true. your team through... My daughter's boyfriend, yep. Stephen Lasco, and I ended up meeting Tony. Yep. And I met Tony for a few minutes, and it was a perfect fit. Yep. It was a perfect fit. And and part of it is that one of the things that we pride, you know, ourselves on here at Design is if a customer comes to us and says, Hey, I wanna I wanna build a uh, you know, uh, a building in the middle of the ocean. We say, well, we don't have expertise. But if you talk to Sisto, he might know somebody. Yeah. And 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 it's the running joke at the office, which yeah. is if you need to if you need something or you need a connection, talk to Sisto. Sisto ask knows everybody. Yep. Just ask Sisto. But and that's an amazing thing to be that guy. It it is. And it, and it's also very pleasurable that People can come to you as a resource. They trust you. And trust you tr with no with no obligation. No. With no they they're not calling you going, oh, he's gonna charge me. No. no. I'm here to help you. I'm your you know, I'm your friend. I'm yeah. your I'm your colleague or something. I'm your colleague. Yeah. So uh you know it, it just I feel that it always works out well. And and just to digress for a second mm -hmm. about the podcast, Sisto says, um once I decided that I was going to do a podcast, you know, talking to your firm and talking to Michael and Tony, um, it was apparent to me that this was a platform that is my my personality and my yes. character. Oh, 100%. So I, I went around and I asked a lot of the clients, you know, so what do you think? You know, before I, you know, dive into this, yeah. they were so supportive. Everyone that you know in the industry, and they're like, "Oh, can I be on the? Can I be on the on the podcast?" Mm -hmm. 
like as long as you have a topic that's about information related to our industry, mm-hmm. absolutely. So I couldn't come up with a name. So I was on the golf course with a friend of mine who I play with, and I was telling him about the podcast. And he, he knows nothing about construction. He's in the he's in the financial world. Yeah. And uh, we got done, and we went we went to the bar, and we were having a drink, and I said. Dave, let's let's sit down. Let's have a let's have some dinner together. Yeah. He says, "Oh, that'd be great." I said, "You know, Dave, I'm, I'm really stuck. I don't I don't know what to call the podcast." He goes, "I'm not a very creative guy." He goes, "I'm probably the last guy <laughs> that would give you any ideas." So, and I can remember clearer as day. I'm I'm sipping a glass of wine, and Dave looks over at me. He goes, "How about Sisto says?" It just stuck. It's perfect. And it just... It was perfect. It, just, it was perfect. Perfect. And, and, and it just, you know, from that point forward, again, I used my resources. I called Tony. Tony, what do you think, right? Mm-hmm. Then I called, you know, a friend of mine who's in the business. Listen, I'm starting a, I'm starting a podcast. What are, what are you going to call it? And I'm like, sister, sister, like, oh, my God, that's great. And then I went and I, I, I dove into it and I went and looked at, you know, how to make a logo and how do we do it? And I reached out to another friend who's in the graphics business and they helped us and I ran it past you guys. Yep. And then I put it out to my entire, you know, a group of people in the office and said, okay, you know, which one do you, you know, what does everybody like? Do you like this one? Do you like that one? And we, we put this whole plan together, but you talk about relationships. You talk about who would have ever thought that a guy that I play golf with who's in the financial world could name my podcast? But that's what makes it great. That's what makes it awesome. That here's someone who knows nothing about construction, wasn't in the building they world. They just know you. But they know me. Exactly. And that and that is the beauty of this stuff. And I know for certain this is going to be something that you're going to enjoy. Oh. You're going to have amazing people on. You're going to create even deeper relationships with these people that you have on. And I'm excited, you know, to see where this goes. You know, because we're it's, it's it's uncharted waters yeah, for me. Yeah, and we're the team editing it and putting it together. So it's gonna be so exciting. And I gotta say, just like like I said in the beginning, it was super I was super excited when you asked me to be on the first episode to kind of, you know, hit things off with you. Absolutely. And I just I can't wait for the guests. I, I can't wait for the yeah, conversations. Yeah, and I think that um we have for the second episode, we have a very dynamic uh, gentleman coming in, Lou Madigan. Uh, Lou and I go back a long way. Um, I actually uh, know Lou through uh, Steiner Studios when he was working there, building one of the very first studios in New York City. So, again, it goes back to history, it it's... goes back to being part of the fabric of New York City. Um, so, the uncharted waters is what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've come into this with very little expectation, Fran, and I think that that's one of the things that you know I, I connected with you from the first time we met. Mm-hmm. That my expectation is to be informative, to give yep. to give people in New York City information about building in this great place, mm-hmm. um, and and and. And I think that having an expectation of it being genuine is really what I'm excited about. 
And I, and I agree. It's going to be an exciting road. Like you said, it's uncharted waters for you. No one else in your industry is doing this. You're a first mover, first to market, and your personality was just perfect for a podcast. So I know, you know, I'll let you close it out, though, Sisto. I'm excited for your guest to come on here. He'll be here soon. And it's just, this is going to be an amazing ride. And I know for certain you're going to have some extraordinary guests that Absolutely. are going to just love talking about all things New York City, all things business, and all things life. I appreciate that. I want to I wanna give a shout-out to, to you and Michael and uh, Tony for being an integral part of creating this vision, mm -hmm. um, being extremely professional, um, understanding that I didn't want to do this unless it was done professionally. Yep. Uh, and, you know, hard work built a studio myself. It was my vision. Yeah, um, came out amazing. Came out, actually bought the chairs, bought the <laughs> mics, bought everything, yeah. and got a small team together to do it. So it always goes back to the values where we started earlier, that hard work and creating your own luck does work. Um, so thank you. Thank you for uh, for interviewing me. I appreciate of that. Of course. And uh, looking forward to uh, episode number two. Beautiful. <laughs> Excellent.